Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 you are in the eye of the hurricane the official podcast of manatee hurricanes football with your host chad choke welcome everyone to the episode of in the eye of the hurricane with head football coach jacques green i'm your host chad choke we want to thank you for joining us as we talk everything manatee hurricane football Coach, thanks for coming in this week and uh, setting some time aside so we can talk about what, uh, what's going on with Manti football. Uh, appreciate you having me on, Coach. So let's jump into, obviously last week was a bye week, but let's let's push it back even a week before that. Tough loss to uh, to Lakeland, 37 to nothing. Really, um, there were some times, especially beginning of the game, we, we were there and, and, we, and really didn't get kind of get out of hand till till late there. But um, what are some of the things, you know, going back and evaluating, and Lakeland's a top team in the state. I think they were top 20 at the time. Probably now they'll be top 15, top 10. Uh, but what was some of the things, you know, as you as you went back and over the weekend and the past couple of weeks, evaluated what that game was, um, you know, overall, what, what were just some of your thoughts and, and, and moving forward into the bye week? What were some of the things we prepared for? Um, uh, first thing that stood out in the Lakeland game was we, we got to do a better job on the um, offensive and defensive line. Uh, we have to be able to establish a run game to, to give our defense some rest on the sideline. Also, we have to be able to stop the run game. You know, if we can get teams um, behind the chains or make teams one-dimensional, that'll work out in our favor. Um, over the bye week, you know, we hit a little bit because we haven't had a chance to really get out and hit on a regular basis. I think last week was probably our best week of practice, and we had a chance last week and this past week to actually get out and practice. You know, we've been uh, having a hard time getting out on a consistent basis, you know, based on the weather and you know the health of some of the players. So I think last couple of weeks we had a good week of practice. You know when you when you looked at Lakeland, when we talked about what Lakeland does, a lot of a lot of run run oriented I formation, a lot of power gap scheme, pulling guys and and really just physical. And then then you know we we talked about explosive plays in the past game where safeties you know eyes start creeping up and they start moving forward to the run game, and all of a sudden they popped you over the top. Uh, we you know explosive wise really wasn't too too bad it was more sustained drives in, in that thing and mainly the run play really what was there something was there was something and you talked about the, the offensive defense line but was there something else that, that perhaps uh we didn't see from them or did they do exactly what we thought they were going to do and just outperformed us uh, a lot of things mostly self-inflicted you know um when you play a team that, that runs the ball as well as Lakeland, you have to be able to set the edge and make the run go back inside. If you watch film, most of their, their runs came weak side off the edge. So our defense end have to do a better job of setting the edge and making the run go back inside where our other you know, 10, 11 players are located at. So um, hopefully with more experience you know, from our defense ends, they're, they're first-year starters on both sides. So with more experience, I think they'll do a better job of doing that this week. We harped on a lot in practice, so hopefully no, we, we're better technique-wise as far as forcing the run back inside. And then offensively for us, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the the rest of the teams obviously in the schedule, but I don't know if we'll see a better defensive line the rest of the way. To be quite honest with you, uh, than the two we saw. Um, well, they've played more than two, but the main two, uh, 99, I believe 84. Uh, you know the the two main guys, the the Dindy, I believe his last name is is Dindy. Um, he was quite impressive, and <laughs> um, and I, I I don't think we'll see uh, a, another defensive line like that i think it's great though for the offense line to see something like that especially early on to prepare because we'll see tough teams like you know palmetto venice moving on and, and hopefully we move on to the playoffs you're going to see tough teams like that does it do a does it do a good job to at least show them say look this is what a, what a really good d lineman looks like and you know now how you got to elevate your play yeah, it, it helped us on both sides of the football. You know, the guy from Lakeland, he was a great player, and he used great technique. So I, I was showing our defense alignment, though, that's the way you play with your hands and use your hands and come off the football with low pad level. <clears throat> also, it shows our defensive tackles, you know, and they see it on film. You know, once they, they pass it the correct way and use good technique, they can keep them out of there. But once they start turning their shoulders and opening up the gate, it, it was hard to stop that guy. So uh, hopefully we don't see anybody as good as him, you know, huh. down the road. I know Osceola has a few good D linemen, you know, similar to those guys, but – uh, Lakeland was a, a big defensive line, and they played with good technique and good pad level. You know, it's something that I don't think is is uh, very indicative of who we are uh, is some of the drop passes that, that we saw against Lakeland a couple weeks ago. I don't think that that's us. I don't think that's going to be us, you know, moving forward. Um, is there anything that you saw, you know, is that something I'm sure you being a wide receiver guy, I'm sure that's something you harped on this past week. Is there stuff that you can do, you know, the normal person out there, oh, catch the ball, it's thrown to you, hit your hands. Um, it's much different in the speed of the game and things like that. But is there stuff you can do in practice um, to simulate, you know, whether it be game speed of the ball or, you know, extra drills that they can do um, to, to hopefully sure up the hands? Um, last week, we, it, it was kind of a, a, a cluster mess on offense. Um, right before the game started, when my guys were sick, he didn't get a chance to play Elijah Stewart. So we had to move some receivers around. Um, Kobe hasn't played all year, and he, you know, he had been cleared by the doctor, but you know, he's finally cleared. So he played a few snaps to get him a, a, a get him some playing time. So we had a bunch of young guys out, a bunch of 10th graders. Reddick, Reddick made a lot of good catch-offs. So flip side, he made some yeah, good catches. Came as young dude. Uh, other than Jaleel, all the rest of the guys out on the field was 10th graders with Jay. So. Uh, they were probably nervous early yep. on, even though Jaleel, the senior one, dropped a field pass early on. But the timing just off. They didn't have a chance to really get acclimated to each other. Um, this week, I thought we had a good week of practice. I thought uh, we would settle in on our wide receiver rotation and who would play what position. And Jace feels comfortable with uh, when we have Bun Bean, uh, Bun Shavier Bean, Elijah Stewart, and Jaleel on the field at the same time. Three smart guys. They have a good feel for what they're doing. And along with Kobe, I think that gives Jace a lot of stability at the quarterback position that he has a bunch of guys around him that know what they're doing. I, you know, and it doesn't say enough, too, when you've got that that guy that you know you can go to when, you know, the proverbial stuff hits the fan, right? Yes. You know, when the rush is in your face, you know, I think having Kobe Keenan back to be able to, to play full go, I think he is this week. You know, hopefully there's some the rapport there with him and Jace that when Jace knows, hey, this is out, 
here's a guy that I can dump it to and also <laughs> dump it pretty high because he's 6'6 <laughs> or whatever he is. Um, and, and you know, I, I go back to us obviously being Gators, but, you know, I felt like Trash, Kyle Trask had that with Pitts last year. You, you got a guy that I know I can throw it up, he's going to go get it and bail me out. So that's something that, that rapport only really brings, though. Yeah, we need another guy in the passing game that can take some of the pressure off Jaleel. No, Jaleel's a solid receiver, good receiver, uh, but he just can't be the only guy that we throw the football to. So Jason has to do a better job of spreading the football around. And, and uh, also with Kobe in there, that gives us a, a presence in the middle of the field. You no know, team just can't, you know, break the blitzes up the middle and, and get away with it as they've been doing the last couple of weeks. So hopefully Kobe can control the middle of the field and give Jason West to throw the football besides Leo. And I did think, you know, so uh, at least a, a spot on, on offense, I thought, you know, he did a pretty good job. I thought Corey, you know, had some catches, had some some moves in open space to get some extra, you know, yards after catch. I thought he did a pretty darn good job for another young guy, you know, going in playing. And it's a tough, it's a tough environment, man. You know, they they got great, you know, fans and they blow you know, pull the the dang cannon and it blows on you. Don't even know what's going on and you feel like you're in a, a war zone. But um, I thought Corey did a great job uh, as another young guy. Yeah, I have, I have to do a better job of, of, of sticking to the run game this week. You know, I got away from the run game too early last week, I thought. I should have gave Corey a lot more carries. Uh, Corey is a type of running back that doesn't need a bunch of blocking. You just have to really get him started and he can make guys miss. So I have to do a better job of this week of getting the run game established, getting Corey established in the game, and giving our defense time to, the time to rest in the sidelines. All righty, well, that's all we got for Lakeland and, and the bye week. Don't go anywhere, though. We'll be right back after this quick message from some of our sponsors as you're listening to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. The Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics, where champions are made. Support the Manatee Champions Foundation. For just $10 a month, you can help our local athletes realize their championship dreams. Find out more and set up your donation at hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. That's hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. Coastline Contractors serving Anna Maria, Longboat, Bradenton, and Sarasota are the official construction sponsors of Manatee Hurricane Football. Owner Jack Schneider and his wife Courtney are both MHS grads and proudly call Bradenton their home. Jack's team can handle your building project, whether it's new construction, remodeling, or commercial construction. They specialize in custom builds, attention to detail, and high-end finishes, making the building process personal. Find out more on their website, CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. That's CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. Welcome back, everyone, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. I'm your host, Chad Cho. Thanks for ch- checking us back here for the second section uh, of the podcast tonight. Uh, we're going to look into moving who we have forward. 
coming in to the next game tomorrow night um, at Harley Stadium against the Palmetto Tigers. They come in 0-2, losing to uh, St. Pete Lakewood in a tight game. Uh, Also then losing last week to uh, Riverview High School, another close game. Um, And uh, one of their games was was canceled, I think, against Southeast, uh, sandwiched in between those. So somebody, somebody Friday night is going to come out with a W, um, and uh, and I believe it's going to be the good guys here on this side of the river. So, uh, Coach, tell us a little bit about Palmetto. What did you see from from uh, uh, watching them uh, over the weekend and, and the, during the week, uh, preparing for them for tomorrow night? Um, it, it's a typical Palmetto type team, though. They had a bunch of good athletes in skill positions, a bunch of quick guys that can do things in space. Uh, they have a freshman quarterback, a big good looking kid back there at the quarterback. Uh, they play hard, and no matter what the record is when we play Palmetto, it's always a tight always game. Always a tough game. No matter what they show on film before us, it doesn't matter once we play. they play against us. They play you know, extra hard that night. But, you no, know, a lot of the kids know each other, so it's going to be another tough game, uh, a game that probably come down to who played great special teams and who, who eliminates turnovers on offense. Well, and, you know, what we're, Danny Carter and I were talking about earlier, uh, now we're in the box now. I'm in the box now, so it's nice. When, when coaching on the sideline, you're at the elements, and, and it seems like it always rains over there. It doesn't matter. We, we were talking about it. We went back to all the years, and we've had the hurricane stop at one time. We had to play on a Monday, and we had to come back on a Saturday you know, a couple years ago. I think, I think that was Coach uh, Shakir's first year. And it always seems like there's some kind of – and last time we were over there. Two years ago. It rained we, like we, two we hours had to wait. Yeah, I mean, it, it was almost – I don't even know if we got it in because it's like 9 o'clock to cut off. Yeah. Field was nasty. We fumbled a couple times. Really should have won it. Went to overtime, and they end up winning. Um, but uh, always a tough game as you go over there. Did you see, uh, you know, sometimes, especially for, for 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, certain games sometimes just matter a little bit more, and, and you see it You see it with their, their body language, how they prepare. Have you seen something a little bit different this week, perhaps, from them because – these are these guys. They they know these guys. Yeah, it, this week was our first week that we really got in three full days of practice. You no, know, we haven't did that since probably August second when we started um, fall camp. Uh, uh, these kids know each other. Um, the thing about this game, you have to make sure the kids stay even killed. They can't right. get too up or too down because the game gonna be so emotional with so many ups and downs throughout the ball game. You have to you know play smart and try to play mistake free. You know they gonna make mistakes because they're high school kids, but. Try to play as well as you can. Try to eliminate mistakes. And the team who probably doesn't have that many turnovers and the team to run the football can probably be the team to win, especially if the weather is bad. In these games, it's always tough to, uh, like you say, not get too high too early. It's tough just, just going out there on warm-up sometimes. It's, it's tough to kind of dial everybody back a little bit. And, shoot, even coaches sometimes, it, it, can, be, it can be a little bit of an issue. But you look at, look at their schedule, you know, who Palmetto's played, St. Pete Lakewood uh, uh, and Riverview. Talk a little bit about their offense first. Scored six points against uh, St. Pete Lakewood, who's got a really good ball club. Um, and then last week against Riverview, had 19 on the scoreboard. They had a kickoff return, though. You talked a little about special teams, and that may be the, the deciding factor. So if you take that away, though, they've really only scored 18 points in, in two games. Um, they've got some young guys, young guy at quarterback, freshman guy at quarterback. What have you seen from them offensively um, as we're preparing for this Friday? Well, they look kind of like us up front. You know, they really haven't jailed up front yet as far as blocking people. Um, but they have a lot of guys in the skill position that can make plays. You know, hopefully we can get you know, stop the run and get pressure on the quarterback and force some turnovers. Uh 
Lakewood has one of the better defense in, in the entire area, so Lakewood shuts everybody out. I think they had like eight shutouts last season, so that's really not indicative of how their offense is, you know, against Lakewood, because Lakewood does that against everybody on offense, I mean, uh, everybody on, um, defensively. So hopefully we can get up there and, and shut the run down. We made some adjustments defensively, so hopefully we're better on that side of the football and we can, you know, keep the ball in front of our defensive backs and not give up the big play. One thing that I think that uh, is a little surprising, and, and I've been a part of the this this quote-unquote rivalry um it's hard for me to consider a rivalry when you've won you know 11 out of 13 or 14 but um either way it's a competitive really really super competitive game (laughs) Uh, but but one thing that i noticed you look at the stats you just watch the game coach marino's throwing a little more than i think he 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 has at least in years past really last year i don't think they really had a quarterback that could really do that but uh you know he's already thrown xander smith the freshman's already thrown 55 times in two games um you know some of that may be just what you know the the actual game are they down and and that sort of thing but it doesn't seem like it's a whole lot of explosive 20 25 yard plus passes more short game stuff um bubbles some slants some out routes um is that something that you you guys have seen and they're doing a lot more um rpo type stuff with xander um Marino usually would have a more mobile quarterback, so he'll do more zone reads, things, and more speed option. But with this guy, he's not much of a runner, so they try to do a lot of RPO. They read the linebacker. If he plays run, they try to throw it in behind him. If he plays back and play pass, they try to hand it off, which is smart. You know, you want to do what your quarterback capable of doing it and not try to put the game on the ninth grade to win for you guys. So he's more of a, I say, a point guard in basketball. He's trying to strip the ball to all his you know, good skill guys and let, let them win the football game for him. As far as them running the ball, you know, surprisingly, and I don't know if these stats are accurate because I know Humans has played in both games, but uh, they've only rushed the ball for 109 times, 26 attempts. I, I think that may be a little bit off, but regardless, um, they've got a, a very similar a small back and a bigger back. Humans was here as a freshman and left and went to Brain River the past couple of years. Now there, he's kind of their bigger, uh, more physical back. And then I think it's Benson is there the more uh, scat back. I'd probably say is very similar to Corey Sanders-ish. Um, and uh, and they like to kind of go back and forth, see kind of who's the hot hand. I think against against Riverview last week, humans kind of got maybe more of the carries. It, it seemed to me like they were doing a uh, that little wing and, and you know kick out the end and, and just run a little, little lead play. But uh, you know their the run plays seem to be uh, you know who has the hot hand and they go with them. Is that something you've seen? Yeah, against Lakewood, against Lakewood Ranch, they ran. Um, Cleve Moore, number three, running back, wears number three jersey. They ran him a lot more against Lakewood. I'm not sure if you know, anything was wrong with humans or whatever. He could have had them, you no know, ankle injury or anything. And, but the Riverview game, they started running humans more. And, and actually, during the Riverview game, they, they started getting a good little run, pu- pushing the run game yeah, as the game went on. They started getting some yards, some, some type of humans. And, and our kids know about humans. You know, he went to school here. We've seen him the last couple of years. We played against him at Braden River. Uh, he had a 200-yard game against Palmetto before he played us last year. So we, we was game planning for him last year for Palmetto. One thing is, um, uh, you know, in their in their past play, they've got a couple kids, uh, really, that, that Duke Timmons, number two, he, he's their go-to, and Lodge as well, number nine. Um, and, and, and Duke is a tall, slender guy, likes to, you know, throw him up there um, and defend him and, and uh, you know, what do you see from those two as, as kind of being their main threats? Um, they have receivers that really complement each other. Um, Duke is more of an outside receiver, using more of as a, a deep threat, and sometimes on tunnel screens. Um, 
the inside guys, number 90, number 17, they use those guys on more quick hitting plays and speed sweeps. Uh, Timmons is a solid receiver, has good speed, you know, can stretch the field. Your I mean, your cornerbacks have to be on alert when he's lined up on your side because he can, he can beat you deep at any time. So hopefully we're aware of where he's at on the field and have a plan to stop him. Defensively, uh, you know, they run a 4-2-5, nothing we've not seen before. They're kind of the same thing they've done for a long time. They love blitzing the A-gaps, and I'm sure they'll be blitzing the A-gaps. Uh, you know, whether it be one-backer, two-backers, that's one of their big things they love doing over there. Um, but, you know, pretty athletic on the back end. Front end, you know, not not huge on the front end, but extremely active, especially uh, Jalen West, who they call him Big Baby, number 21, really good linebacker for them. Uh, but looking at some of their stats, I mean, you've got some guys there. Seth Augustine, who we know him, he was here in his freshman year. He's got eight tackles for losses. You've got Jalen West, who's got eight tackles for losses couple older guys with five tackle for losses when you read that stat when i tell you that stat, i don't know if you saw it i mean i know you saw it on film what does that stat tell you when you got guys tackle for losses oh uh, that means they have they have an active defense you know they got some quick guys on defense uh both edge guys said and jameel played over here you know as freshmen um they're aggressive guys quick off the edge uh jalen west is probably as good as you'll see as a high school linebacker very active, he's a physical kid, tackles well, uh, he can blitz well. Uh, last year he gave us fits. I think he had 17 tackles in the game last year against us. So hopefully our linemen are aware where he's at. We get a hat on him uh, time after time. The only difference this year and last year, they don't have the two big old guys in the middle like they had last couple right, of years. Right. Um, you know, it was tough to get a run game started with those big guys in the middle, but they're a lot quicker on defense and, and they do a more movement and, and more blitzing up front than they did in years past. You know, they got a couple turnovers, um, and, and you, you alluded to it earlier, and I do think overall, uh, you know, the person, the, the team who turns it over the least probably wins. I think they've, they've fumbled several times going in against Lakewood. I know they did against Palmetto watching that last week. So really battling, you know, who wins the turnover battle is key. And, and, and that's in every game you play, really. Whoever wins the turnover battle typically uh, wins. Yeah, last year we, we had a chance to go down and basically put them away, we thought. You know, we scored that touchdown, I think it would have been 24-6. to six, And, you know, anything, you know, we would been up three scores at that time. And I think we threw an intercept on the five-yard line. Yeah. And right after that, those guys started to rally. And the game ended up, you know, we stopping them on the five, ten-yard line for the game winner. But uh, anything can happen. Uh, and the year before that, we went over there and we lost and we fumbled on the one-yard line going in. So yep. that game yep. probably would never win in overtime if we wouldn't, wouldn't fumbled on the one-yard line. So... Turnovers have been big in the last two games I played against those guys, so hopefully we will protect the football and take care of the football. Yeah, hopefully the guys see that, and I'm sure they are. And I know you guys will have them ready to roll. Somebody's got to win. It's got to, and so it's it got to be us. It better be us. Uh, why not us? You know what I mean? And um, no better way to really get your get your first victory than Palmetto. I mean. Um, I don't know. I, bragging rights. I love it. You know what I mean? And uh, give a chance to push them to 0-3 would, would not be something I'm, uh, I'm opposed to. But listen, we you know we, we were talking about it right before the podcast. The season's so long, you know, 10 games, then to make a run to championships, five more games. You know, this is not uh, any stranger to what we've seen a couple years ago. You know, it was your first year as, as O.C., you know, we go 0-3 and, and uh, run the table, win the district championship, lose to Venice in the third round, and everybody had counted us out. You know, other than the the supporters and the locker room and, and you coaches, players. So so we've been here before. Yeah, and it's big because this year Venice is in our district. You know, we, we think if we win this game, they give us one game leading the Absolutely. district regardless of what happens down the road. So uh, it would be great to get off to a 1-0 start in the district. Um, 
the first place and second place team makes it to the state playoffs in the district. So this is a big game, not only because it's a rival, but because it's also a district game for the first time in a while. Well, I know bye weeks are good because you get people healthy and all that. But I know uh, I'm sure you're anxious to get back on the field. I'm sure the players are anxious to get back on the field. So I know everybody's looking forward to seeing us back going um, tomorrow night, 730, Harley Stadium over in Palmetto. It will be live streamed on both Tiger Vision and for Manatee as well. Um, Again, thank you for listening, Coach. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Come back, tune us in next uh, next week as we uh, recap the game uh, of, of Palmetto and look forward to the next opponent. As always, go Canes, go!